Welcome to Psalmscast. I am Denise, and today is the fifth day of March. Oh, I am so excited today just to be here, as there have been some exciting moments of clarity. I sure hope that you will experience the favor and goodness of the Lord today as we dive right into our five chapters that are before us today. Today we are journeying through Psalm 5, Psalm 35, Psalm 65, Psalm 95, and Psalm 125. We're reading from the New International Version of the Bible, 1984 edition. Also, at the end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, we will be in the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians. Let's take just a brief moment to invite the Lord to be the focus. Father, we thank you so much for gathering us together here in your presence to pour your words over our lives, to nourish our minds, our bodies, our soul. Father, you know what is going on in our lives and you know our situations. Open our minds and open our hearts to all that you have for us here today. We are desperate to experience more of you, to draw near to you in spirit and in truth, to be nourished, to be shown the way that we should travel, for our lives to be transformed through the power of your Holy Spirit, through your life-giving words, lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 5 Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you in wait and expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil. With you the wicked cannot dwell. The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men, the Lord abhors. But I, by your great mercy, will come into your house. In reverence will I bow down towards your holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of my enemies, make straight your way before me. Not a word from their mouth can be trusted. Their heart is filled with destruction. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongue they speak deceit. Declare them guilty, O God. Let their intrigues be their downfall. Banish them for their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. For surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Psalm 35 Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and buckler. 
Arise and come to my aid. Banish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them, since they hid their net for me without cause, and without cause dug a pit for me. May ruin overtake them by surprise. May the net they hid entangle them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, O Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them. Ruthless witnesses come forth. They question me on things I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good and leave my soul forlorn. Yet when they are ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother. I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. But when I stumbled, they gathered in glee. Attackers gathered against me when I was unaware. They slandered me without ceasing. Like the godly, they maliciously mocked. They gnashed their teeth at me. O Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my life from their ravages, my precious life from these lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. Among throngs of people, I will praise you. Let not those gloat over me who are my enemies without cause. Let not those who hate me without reason maliciously wink the eye. They do not speak peaceably, but devise false accusations against those who live quietly in the land. They gape at me and say, Aha, aha, with our own eyes we have seen it. O Lord, you have seen this. Be not silent. Be not far from me, O Lord. Awake and rise to my defense. Contend for me, my God and Lord. Vindicate me in your righteousness, O Lord, my God. Do not let them gloat over me. Do not let them think, aha, just what we wanted, or say, we have swallowed him up. May all who gloat over my distress be put to shame and confusion. May all who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and disgrace. May those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and gladness. May they always say, The Lord be exalted who delights in the well-being of his servant. My tongue will speak of your righteousness and of your praises all day long. Psalm 65 Praise awaits you, O God in Zion. 
To you our vows will be fulfilled. O you who hear prayer, to you all men will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with awesome deeds of righteousness, O God our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. Who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. Those living far away fear your wonders, where morning dawns and evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You care for the land and water it. You enrich it abundantly. The streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain, for so you have ordained it. You drenched its furrows and level its ridges. You soften it with showers and bless its crops. You crown the year with your bounty, and your carts overflow with abundance. The grasslands of the desert overflow. The hills are clothed with gladness. The meadows are covered with flocks, and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. Psalm 95 Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to Him. The seas are His, for He made it, and His hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Manasseh in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall not enter my rest. And our final psalm today is Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous, for then the righteous might use their hands to do evil. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to those who are upright in heart. But those who turn to crooked ways, the Lord will banish with the evildoers. 
Peace be upon Israel. Today in chapter 95, there is a warning that applies to us here today in 2021. It is a warning about not hardening our hearts. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Manasseh in the desert, where your fathers tested and tried me, though they had seen what I did. This is God talking to us, the people of his pasture, his children whom he has redeemed and called forth into fellowship. Every single day, there are forces that are coming against us who desire for us to reject the Lord, to reject the Bible, Jesus, salvation, and the living God. We live in a midst of a culture that proclaims that we, man, the one who we see in the mirror is what rules the earth. We create our own destinies. There are even religions and cults that use God's word incorrectly in the name it and claim it prosperity theology. And woe to them and those who follow those kind of beliefs. So this hardening of the heart. What did these people do at Mirabah, at Manasseh in the desert? How did this group of people harden their hearts against God? They were arrogant. They were prideful. They were disrespectful to the one who had done a lot of amazing things. The one who had freed them from oppressive slavery of Egypt. Who had loaded them down with the riches of Egypt. Taken them through the midst of the Red Sea on dry ground. Who had drowned the pursuing Egyptian forces in that Red Sea. So here, this massive millions of people were freed and in the desert on the other side of the Red Sea. They couldn't go back to Egypt. Yes, they were confused as to exactly what the game plan was. But they had seen pretty amazing things that God had done for them. And God was daily providing them with manna that fell from heaven every morning, six days a week, for them to eat. God even provided them with meat when they were complaining and craving it. And now they are thirsty, and there is no Nile River readily available for them to drink from in the midst of the desert. So they grumbled, and they rebelled. Instead of just asking God for water prayerfully, respectfully, and humbly, We find out in Exodus chapter 17, it says that they grumbled with Moses and said, give us water to drink. And Moses replied, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? But the people were thirsty for water there and they grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? Then Moses cried to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. 
The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Manasseh and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and because they tested the Lord saying, Is the Lord among us or not? The problem with this group of people were that they were whiners. They were complainers. They did not believe that God, the God that was big enough to split the Red Sea in two and dry the ground at the bottom so that millions of people could pass through on dry ground, could do something so mundane as to provide them with the most essential thing they needed while traveling through the desert, water. They accused the living God, who was their Savior, of wrongdoing. They accused him, through Moses, of purposefully bringing them into the midst of a harsh environment to kill not only them, but to kill their children and their livestock. All they had to do was humbly, respectfully go to Moses to ask that God make a way for water. They were like a lot of very entitled humans that we have in our societies. Instead of being humble, respectful, and hardworking, They whine, complain, and demand that they get everything for nothing. Being an entitled person is not a good attribute. This type of person is puffed up and believes that their wants and desires are more important than others around them. Some of the people we meet here in the Bible who had a problem with a hardened heart are Pharaoh, Saul, King David, and we'll discuss that when we get to chapter Psalm 51, King Nebuchadnezzar, and the Pharisees, just to name a few. So what causes hearts to harden? And is it possible for even those who have heard the truth of salvation, who have been saved, and who have prayed that sinner's prayer to harden their hearts? The simple answer, as I see it based on reading and considering the Bible, is yes, it is possible to harden our heart and to rebel against God. Hearts become hard by sin. And today when we think of the heart, because of science and what we know about medicine, we think of that organ in our chest that pumps blood through our lungs, through our brains, and throughout the body to keep us alive. And the fact of the matter is, if the heart stops pumping, the physical body dies, period. It happens every single day for those who have had heart attacks. Often a heart attack is when some foreign substance, like the plaque that has been building up in our veins and our arteries, breaks off like a pebble and tries to enter the heart. And like a dam, the blood can't get in or out of the heart as it should. 
the heart malfunctions, and boom, it stops and death happens. When we are discussing the hardened heart in the Bible, we're talking about the whole being of a person, their mind, their will, their emotions, their attitudes. When we are aligned with following God, obeying Him, and doing what He has required of us, the blood is flowing smoothly through our being, our spiritual being. There is peace and there is joy. But then, or when, sin enters, it begins to clog our thoughts. It feels good in that moment, and we didn't get caught. So we cover one sin with another sin, and the layers of deceit and dishonesty build up. We see others having what we want, so we compromise a little more, and so forth and so on. We think everyone else is ignoring God without punishment, so perhaps God isn't real. Maybe it's just all a joke. And then we get applauded for our own successes and our hard work. And pretty soon our our hearts, our thoughts, our being are filled with self, with our wants, our desires. And when something goes sideways, like, say, COVID, we take God's name in vain and we shake our fists at the God that we've been ignoring. God no longer matters to us. We do not seek him or his truths or his ways. We become spiritually dead. Paul speaks directly to those who desire to live for Christ, to be the children of the living God in the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians. He was warning those early Christians to not be like the pagan people living all around them. They were darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they had given themselves over to the sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they were full of greed. Those are powerful warnings. Having lost all sensitivity, they had separated from the life of God. They cut off the living blood flow. And without the blood flow of Jesus, mercy and grace continually flowing through us, friends, our hardened hearts die. Every single day, we are called to live out our salvation with fear and trembling. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is a double-edged sword and that truth, oftentimes, it can hurt and it oftentimes cuts us and we find our hearts and our minds offended. We're usually offended because there's a great amount of truth and that takes us off guard. Oftentimes, the truth offends our minds and reveals our hearts. But we know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and your word is truth. It is a lamp to our feet and a light 
for our path. So, Father, I pray that truth would lead us to a place of repentance. And in that repentance would ultimately lead us to a place of change. And Father, with you, then lead us to a place where change is inescapable, where we can no longer want the things that we formerly wanted, and that we no longer desire the things we formerly desired. If truth is truly what we're after, then, God, would you speak truth to our hearts and to our minds, to our spirits and to our souls? Give us ears to hear and eyes to see, and a heart that truly beats for you. We love you, Lord, and we are lost without you. We invite you into every part of our day. For those that are just getting started listening to this podcast as they begin their days, and for those that are ending their day as they lay their heads down to go to sleep tonight, Lord, Would you fill our minds, our hearts, and our spirits with your truth? And we thank you for every person that longs to know you more, for every person who longs to read your word, God, that you would speak something new, that you would speak in ways that you've never spoken to them before, that they would hear new things that they have never heard before. Lord, For some people, that they would hear your voice for the very first time. We thank you, Lord, for the technologies that have changed everything, that you have found a way for your word to go forth. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So a huge praise report today. Thank you, God. Glory, hallelujah. I am so grateful, so thankful to have had several hours of clarity and to be able to dig a little deeper. I'm so hopeful to have experienced moments of laughter and joy during the last 24 hours. Baby steps are forward movement steps. So praise him. Now, for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word, at the very end of the podcast today, we are venturing into Ephesians chapter 4, where Paul gives us some seriously sound counsel for living into times such as we are living in the midst of 2021, such as how to contend with our spiritual brothers and sisters in unity and to be mature Christians as well as how to live in the midst of our society. If you want to connect, to say hi, to make comments, to ask questions, to request prayer, or to request resources or a Bible, if you're in the United States, I invite you to call or text 470-240-1509. If you're not in the United States, I'd still love to hear from you. You can use WhatsApp. That number is 1-470-240-1509. You can also connect or message using social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe. That's it for today. I am Denise. 
I love you. I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Ephesians chapter 4. Yes, God has called us to live right before Him. We can only do this by the blood of Jesus and the leading of the Holy Spirit as we come each and every day into the Lord's presence to be fed His truth in the midst of His abundant mercies and grace. Today, when the Lord is speaking to us, as He often will, we are warned not to harden our hearts. And in this chapter, Paul speaks of how we ought to live if we want to live in unity and maturity among other Christians, as well as to give us instructions for Christian living. It's a timely reminder to all who desire to walk with God in spirit and in truth. So as I read this chapter, simply let God's words of wisdom wash over you and through you. Trust the Holy Spirit to bring to your attention that that He wants you to know today and to consider today. Remember the purpose of this section is for you personally to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Ephesians chapter 4. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, He led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It is he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ, 
From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands so that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you.